Welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, guys? It goes. My blood pressure oh. is through the roof. Forrest <laughs> just unplugged his headphones uh, right in front of me. I watched it happen. A genius. A Oop. genius man. Yeah, oopsie Using daisies. Using 100% of the wrinkles in his brain. Yeah. Um, so... And I unplugged uh, the side that wouldn't cause a problem. My, uh, my, yeah, thank God. Um, <laughs> my blood pressure is up because I, I have been playing Metroid Prime still. Um, I, I, after, I after claiming you were, you were quitting on Discord. Yeah, I did think I was done. Um, so a couple of things. I don't know if I talked about this last week. Um, in fact, I'm 90% sure I didn't. Um, I found out that game gives me motion sickness if I play it in handheld. Mm. Uh, which is weird. I, how did... So when you mentioned that the other day, um, it got me thinking, like, didn't you play Neon White handheld too? Yeah. Yeah. Did did you feel the same thing then or no? Okay, and I I'll but, tell you why. I think there's a lot more movement in Metroid Prime with the things in the UI. Oh, like, that's fair. There's a lot of wobble, like yeah. like yeah. subtle swaying, and also the movement from first person to third person and stuff is like there. There's something about it that starts to make me sick. Yeah, and I. I don't know what it is, and it is unsettling, and I don't like it. Uh, it doesn't. I, I don't hold that against the game, but it does not make for a good handheld experience. Um, everything in the neon white UI, as that's actually a good point because that is a first person, um, probably one of the only other first person games I've played on the Switch. Really, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any others, maybe, but. Um, that's about it, really. Um, someone will correct me, possibly. Um, but that game, everything is so set on being precise and um, aggressive with how you move. So th- it almost makes sure that the UI is completely clear so you have the ability to focus on the movement and stuff. Yeah, don't get distracted and by it or anything. Exactly. And it's not, and that, and the UI for that game isn't. It's also, not complex tr- as is anyway. Yeah, and it's not trying to fulfill this double role of like immersing you into exactly. that world, whereas right. Metroid Prime's is definitely all about that. Right. You see the reflection of Samus's face. You see, like, there's some uh, enemies that'll cause like fuzz to or static to show up on the screen, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you're in the you're in the power suit. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is essential. It is that is what they're going for. <laughs> Um, it is a sickening thing. Um, and so in trying to recreate that feeling, I think it makes for a not good handheld experience for me. Yeah. Uh, other people might feel fine playing it handheld. Um, I'll tell you the reason I was playing it handheld was uh, I got, I probably would have been further in the game. I got severe uh, either food poisoning or a stomach bug this weekend, and I think I almost died. So. Uh- 
Marianne <clears throat> at one point was like, uh, I think I need to take you to the hospital. And I was like, no. He said, please, no, and anywhere then, but there. No, I'll I, just die. And I, I just, not I was like, it. I'll just drink more water. And I, <laughs> that is usually my answer uh, to these things. <laughs> and I, I slept for, I'm not joking. Um, I slept from about 11 a.m. Saturday until 9.45 a.m. Sunday. Oh, my God. Like nearly, yeah, waking up every 45 hours in pain um, or 45 minutes in pain. Uh, so, yeah, 45 hours would have been different. So yeah. Sunday. I mean, that was, Sunday, honestly, that wouldn't I, be too bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sunday, my body had decided you slept for nearly a full 24 hours. So you're going to be awake and in pain all day. Um, oh, no. And so I didn't have the full energy to commit to having a game on the TV. So I just was like, I'll play this on the handheld. And I'll tell you that the motion sick is different than the stomach sick. I promise. Because I'll explain why. Uh, in a second. And they didn't so, feed into each other. No. Oh, they did on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> that was bad. Youch. But I played it, and I, I actually had a good time playing it. Uh, I know that I had begrudged the game on the last podcast. Uh, I still do find the save pointing <sighs> very frustrating, at least especially where I'm at now in the Phazon Mines. Um, mm. They seem to be very far away from each other, the save points. And yeah, so, that that's definitely one of the tougher spots of the game and that you always have to it seems no matter where you are you have to travel through quite a few rooms with a lot of enemies to get to somewhere you can save. Yeah, and uh I just unlocked the power bomb. So I had 20 health, Seth, and I had to navigate that electric maze in the ball. <laughs> and Dude, so I I, knew- I was I I think I had that kind of exact um really same experience because i i vividly remember like going through this little top-down electric maze and uh that you have to you have to navigate in the morph wall. one square by one square just like <laughs> yeah I that's like that's what i was doing yeah. because Jesus. i knew that i was gonna i knew i was gonna get popped out way far like very far back if i died and so that's funny yeah <laughs> that's interesting that we both we it, it is kind of a gauntlet that you have to go through to get to that room oh my god yeah it's because the save point is all the way at top side at the crane mm-hmm. so you have to go through so much to get and so many uh space pirates to get to this room where then you have to fight an invisible enemy which i luckily mm-hmm. i cheated i think um I didn't really cheat, but I used the wave beam special power missile, and luckily it didn't even make me target yeah, the thing. On. It just lassoed to it, nice, uh, like a Ghostbuster. You know, you can see it. those with the X-ray visor, right? Uh, you can't see that. Well, I don't have that yet. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I know that's the usual way of of dealing with those. Did guys. I miss a? P- I, <laughs> I definitely had it. I think by the time I went to phase online. <laughs> Well, I I don't. Yeah. Um, Actually, uh, let me project forward in my brain where the route you're taking goes. And I think that you might 
You, you, you might be uh, on the way to getting it. I'm not sure. Yeah. That would make sense. It is, um, the game introduces a challenge that you can't necessarily beat yet. Well, the, the game you. introduces the, the invisible pirates like way before you have the chance of getting the x-ray visor. Yeah, um, I so did they're, meet they're those. always lurking around at different times. I see. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one of my, you know, uh, frequent listener of the show, Josh, my coworker. He's a great guy. Uh, Hi, Josh. I didn't know how this game works really because I've never played it before, and so he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm. I think I'm at the point where I'm at the end of the game. I." I'm now collecting the relics. And I'm like, oh, I thought you said you weren't going to 100% the game. Why are you, like, searching stuff down like that? And he's like, no, they're things you need for the final boss. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I've realized I I don't have You've any relics. Mm. I have no relics. So what have I done? Uh... I don't – have I made it? I think I've gotten – I've got a lot of power-ups. My suit is – I I've, I can do so much. I got the power bomb. This will come back to bite you in a little bit. I'm sure. <laughs> it won't necessarily come back to bite you. It, it'll just require you to uh, go back through the whole world. Um, <laughs> I would call that a biting. I would call that a biting. I'm going to use a map that I find on the internet. I'm not yeah. going to do this. That's not happening. I, Have you been to the, like... Have you been to the the, the shrine and, and the the overworld? Yeah, the game makes in the you impact do that. crater. Uh, the game makes you do the first one there, but I figured that was bonus stuff that no, would unlock. That's, like no, that's nope. okay. All right, that's that's the pathway to the <laughs> final boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you so go in there and you scan all the stuff, it gives you hints as to where the... Yeah, um, I got that. I just thought yeah. they were bonus things. I thought no, they were you gotta like have them. little collectibles. That's well, also like, if you, haven't been, if you haven't been scanning the different um, lore things um, in different rooms, they, they pretty much explicitly say that uh, we, we locked this door behind the... Uh, with, with all the shrine pieces. Gotcha. Dang. Well, I have. So yeah, if, if you haven't been scanning everything, then yeah, you wouldn't know. I've been scanning things that look important. I haven't been scanning like plants, but like if it's a computer, I'll scan it. Mm. Like something that looks like it's going to give me some lore that like matters. Um, if it's like some wires on the wall, I usually am just like those are wires. Is it possible? It's to interesting do, like, to me a- that you haven't found any though. Because I found that's one. A, that's really you, funny. I think you okay. have to find one because that's how you get the double jump. Is right. The, yeah, you have to find one because I found that area, and you you turn it in, and that's how you get the double jump. I'm curious. I remember explicitly getting that. You don't turn anything in to get the double jump. It's just kind of. Yeah, it's just uh, kind of there, but like it's part yeah, of that yeah. area. Do you guys know if it's possible to do an almost like zero percent scan run of that game? It's got to be right. Like, how, how much scanning is required? Well, the only scanning stuff that's required is to unlock doors and stuff, but they're not actually filling up your logbook or anything. Yeah, yeah. 
So I would guess that there's, you know, you probably don't have to scan a whole lot. So yeah, I would guess it's possible to do it if if you knew where you were going at all times. Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna. Know I don't know. I just I just think actually. it's kind of crazy, and and I guess it's just sort of the way that I was playing is that well, I think by the time I got near the end, I only had to like intentionally seek out maybe two of them. That's um, not bad. And the others, and the others, I just found. Um, like obviously I, I, I scanned all of the, the hints of, of them. So I, I guess I knew in the back of my mind when I would set foot in a, in a room that had a similar name to what the hint was, I would be looking for it. But I feel like just, um, there would, I would like, when I would enter something with a path that I couldn't get through, I would clock it in my mind and, and whenever I got a new, ability i would go back and and that's that's kind of how i found most of the artifacts was just like oh yeah i remember like i got this new weapon and i remember back in this other world there was this place that i couldn't get through so i'm gonna go do that now and then it would turn out to be a shrine piece yeah i i mean i go back but go way back guess not uh not enough yeah <laughs> Uh, finding because a lot of them are not. <laughs> it's so funny, it, you know. It's it's also not. It's it's not terrible because some of them are explicitly, um, like you you would never think to do something unless you looked at the clue, uh, like the one where you have to shoot down a tower at the top of, um, Fentrona drifts. Like you literally literally have to destroy this tower and make it collapse to go get it, and like you would never think to do that. Um, but it, but it is interesting that you only found basically the one that is, that is kind of forced into your path so far. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that, I mean, maybe I've, I'm glad I've had this bubble bursted cause I, I feel like if I had gotten to like having everything and then being like, all right, ready to go. <laughs> and then, and then, and I was then like, realized that you had a, a brick wall of progress. Yeah, that you still have I would to do. Be like, well, I don't want to do this. Yeah, this, why are you asking me to do this after I've done this? Yep. I think I think this. that that was probably one of the big the bigger criticisms about the game when it first came out is that it's really you funny if you hadn't like internalized the fact that you have to collect these things to move forward that that you would get to be like okay i'm ready for the end of this game and then it's like nope you have to backtrack through the whole world to find all these keys and and i think that that maybe isn't great game design i have to be honest it's definitely a problem for sure i there should be a point where like they're like hey maybe you're missing something or like uh i well i I think the simplest way about it is just make the relics a part of your natural like required progression through the world like getting any other like power up but they're trying to keep them i don't know i I disagree with that do stuff in different you can do stuff in different layers and everything but the problem is i'm playing this game it is it is my problem i'm recognizing i'm playing this game from the mindset of a first person shooter and it is a metroid game in the the colorings of a first person shooter but yeah. it's not a 
first person shooter in the colorings of Metroid. Yeah. Like it is a Metroid game with that styling. Yeah. yeah. I do find it kind of funny that like since because like I I never finished Metroid Prime with the original release, but I but I did know about this. So it's just funny to me seeing other people run into it 20 years later. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's just something right. funny about it to me, despite the fact that it is still like like this is a bit of a problem. Like a bunch of people are not going to realize that this is what they need to do to complete the game until it is too late. Are two and three like this? Uh, I don't recall. Um, okay. I think two, maybe. I don't think three was. I don't recall in three you having to, um, like, go back through the world to find stuff. So, so it might be that like they they definitely heard the criticism and, and probably, um, phased kept it out. the kept kept the the full like through line of the game a bit more linear. Um, I I disagree that it's. It's definitely a problematic game design, and it's kind of funny. I was just thinking about how another game from this era, Wind Waker, a lot of people had the same issues with the way you have mm. to get the Triforce at the end of the game, and you just kind of have to wander until you find them. Um, so it's funny that, you know, these two, I don't know how far apart they came out, but two, um, two of the, a big, the big GameCube tent poles had, had, a, had a similar thing going on. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know that putting the, the shrine pieces directly in your path would kind of improve the experience. Again, it's sort the of the way same I, year set. Yeah. They came out a month apart <laughs> from each other. That's crazy. <laughs> a um, single month. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, it's fine. I, I think that's, that is kind of funny that, that it, it makes it even funnier to me. The fact that they release so close to each other uh and honestly because you know one was developed in japan the other in in america i i I doubt the teams had any kind of cross-pollination of ideas right exactly so that's 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 amusing that they both came to the same conclusion of oh yeah let's let's this let's use this mechanic to um to open up the 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 path to the end of the game um but I guess just because it, I guess it was sort of the way that I played that. Again, I had played the game before and I knew about the shrine pieces. I didn't really remember what any of them were, uh, per se. But I knew that, you know, I had to, I had to approach the world, I guess, an inquisitive um, eye. And so I was always looking out for those hidden things, which I could uh, go back later and get. So I guess. Um, to me, if you put that stuff directly in the path, um, would kind of it, it feels like it'd be a bit of a detriment to what my experience was. Uh, and I also think the fact that they are hard to find fits within the lore that they, that they present, where the space pirates know all about these pieces and they're trying to find them, but they absolutely cannot. So I think that, um, yeah, I don't know that it would it, it would fit in with that if they were just oh you walk into this you're forced to go into this room and there it is right. so i don't know i think there are it's i mean they did seem to move away from the idea so maybe they 
they've figured out a better way. Again, I haven't I haven't played Echoes in, in so long, so I don't quite remember. Actually, I don't even know if I ever like made it all the way through Echoes by myself. That's yeah, I'm not sure. A lot of my my memories of what the Prime games are was from watching my older brother play them when they like first came out. So um, it's weird. I I do remember a lot about Echoes, but I I don't know how much of it I ever played. Right. But anyway, this is, all this is like I don't I don't know what the perfect solution for um, fixing this problem would be. But of course, it wasn't a problem for me. It. it I mean, it's probably going to be a problem for you, but um, it also might just be a thing of, hey, let me go look in in the lore book of where these things say they are and see if I'm close to anything. I mean, because we'll I'm see, sure. Because yeah, I I know that the game where you're at, you're you're probably going to have to go back through some of the worlds for even just for like the regular progression of of the of exploration, as it were. So it might not be too hard for you. You might not have to go that far out of your way to find some stuff. Well, I was going to say also I'm, you know, I'm, I'm now at the point also where I am. Uh, I don't know. I feel underpowered uh, health wise and stuff. And so having to go back through will give me the opportunity to, um, you know, do, um, possibly get more, uh, get more health stuff and everything. Yep. Uh, since I'm going back through the world, um, but yeah, yeah. just uh, you know, I'm in the phase on mines, and I'm I'm making the progress that I can. I I'm not hating the game. I just am playing it uh, a little expeditiously. Um, I I have my eyes set on the next game I want to play. So, um, is it The uh, Last of Us Part Two? No, uh. no, it is. Uh, I really would like to play, uh, and I'm gonna. I I plan on doing so. I want to play the Resident Evil remakes. Nice. Uh, since nice. four is coming out. Woo. Um, so. I mean, I have them all. I I yeah. told everyone when I bought them like two months ago when they were like $2 a piece yeah. on the Xbox shop for no reason. Um, so it's, I think it's time. And I, you know, it's on my list. I love to hear it. I do what I can. <laughs> I can only make people so happy. Um. But other than that, I I haven't been playing anything else, um, mainly because I was dying this weekend. Uh, you know, I uh, besides like my silly Disney Animal Crossing game, uh, I'm working on making Remy come to my island, so so I can cook more, get more recipes to cook things for my friends. What is this, Kingdom Hearts 3? There is, I mean, I <laughs> I would love for Kingdom Hearts to show up in this. I know better. I, yeah. Uh, but, we... you know. Um, Will Tron show up in it? That's the real question. Yeah. You know, at this point, it's, it's, it's possible. possible. Because, like, dude, I, 
Do we, we don't need to go down this road. <laughs> I, I'm really excited for everything that Disney is starting to maybe do with Tron, and I just need more to happen. Uh, here's what we do: um, if we ever get like a a dead month during the year, we all just play Tron uh, Evolution. Is that the name of the the 360 game? Yeah, yeah, it's a good game. Yeah. I've played it. It's we'll do that as like a little uh, game club sort of thing if there's a dead month. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that Seth didn't play it, uh, really, because it was it was always so cheap, and it was always so accessible. Yeah, I had the limited edition Tron controllers for each of my systems. That's kind of sick. The, the we I sort of recall this. The the Wiimote, the Xbox controller, and the um playstation one nice they were sick they glowed blue like the suits do is awesome um yeah tron baby bring those back Uh, yeah bring back the wii mode bring it back yeah yeah honestly dude (laughs) yeah there's multiple times in my life where i've been like i just would like to play the wii (laughs) and there's no way to do it May, Nintendo, There's the Wii U. Never, not really. <laughs> like it's so hard. I can't, it's it, so hard to get that thing. Now. Seth, I can't describe to you the dejected side. Not, maybe not side eye, but just like this look, this forlorn look away that David did off to the left when you mentioned the Wii U. Because I missed. I missed it, too. The Wii U was my Wii because I didn't have a Wii. Yeah. Like, I I got one, like, at the end of the Wii's life cycle. That's how uh, my PS5 is uh, for me in, like, relation to since I didn't have a PS4. Like, I – you just kind of use it to catch up on a generation of of games that you missed out on. I guess. Not many of those are worth catching up on. (laughs) Oh. Like, I mean, bold, but what – there's not like a PS4 title I feel hyper strongly about besides like Final Fantasy Remake. What about The Last of Us Remastered? Ty was going to make that joke. No, <laughs> I think you. like Horizon Zero Dawn, my the main first one, one. My main one was Bloodborne. Yeah, Bloodborne. Yeah, yeah. But that was a... Was that not a PS4 Seven Remake. Game? Nope. Yeah, well, I said Seven Remake. Seven Remake and... Um, I have Kingdom Hearts some, three. I, I guess that's not a. That I, I got that on the Xbox. Anymore. Yeah, I, I have two games I'm getting for the PlayStation Five within the next six months. Yeah. Besides, I, I mean, I'm getting Street Fighter Six and Final Fantasy Sixteen. Final Fantasy Sixteen on it. That game's uh, gonna shred. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to play Final um, Fantasy Sixteen on it because the power is the only thing that allows the combat system to function apparently <laughs> yeah we'll get into that yeah yeah um seth what have you played i feel like we took up so much time with me what did you play well i have continued uh in in the three kingdoms period of feudal china is in wolong um i think i finally have am able to grasp what is happening with like the gear system um, I don't know that I care for it all that much. Um, oh, okay. Just because uh, rather than it be rather than it being based around loot, it's more like so you have these five 
attributes. And I guess the idea is, you know, certain armor and weapons are kind of attuned to specific attributes. And so, however, when you have those attributes higher, you gain more attack and defense for the specific items that are tuned for that. And so I guess the idea is that you build uh, around one or two specific um, elemental attributes and you match your gear to that. And then you can just kind of, um, you can upgrade the gear using the blacksmith feature. So I, I don't know. I feel like it's, it it is kind of, uh, it, it, it allows for less room for experimentation, I think. Of course, it doesn't really affect me because I'm not um, specializing in any one of those elements. I'm, I'm spreading my points at all. Um, so I've, I've just been grabbing stuff that's... Uh, actually, lately, I haven't really changed much of my gear at all, which is another, like, you know, another thing that's kind of... Uh, I, I find to be uh, less enjoyable about it, that it's... You know, not forcing me to equip stronger stuff and making me use other weapon styles, but um, so I'm still having a lot of fun to, with it, though. I was listening to a podcast, and maybe don't be je- dejected about that quite yet, because I guess um, someone, I, someone, I, I kind of tuned out what they were talking about, but they got to talking about the the gear in it and how the gear exists as a just a slight difference in the campaign and then end game is where the gear starts to actually really matter outside of your preference like the end game stuff is where uh you're you're going to try to min max and actually care about the stats of kind the of gear. build towards towards a specific type yeah of play and, style. and before that it's all just kind of like what you like to play with. Mm. And so it seems looser, but it uh, it's if you care about the end game stuff, which God, I know. Seth I suppose. Plays the I mean, like and, you know, I, I absolutely will play all that stuff. And, I, but I also doubt I will invest any uh, much time into the min maxing stuff. Cause I, um, I don't really care about going that deep into it, but, uh, but then again, as I said, I've, I've basically stuck with the same loadout of weapons that I've and armor that I've had for a while, so it might just be worth it uh, to start doing that now, um, since you know I don't anticipate finding other stuff that I I want just just based on how yeah. other weapons play and stuff like that. Um, I don't know though, so that that is interesting, uh, and certainly that as I know from Neo, the game d- does definitely ramp up its difficulty um once you've completed the campaign and speaking of the campaign i you know i i I thought i was coming to like a a a natural conclusion of the story which i also found was strange because it was like real early into the like it wasn't even we hadn't even gotten to the actual three kingdoms part of the three kingdoms um era and so i was like it's really it feels really weird that the story is uh sort of ramping down right now um uh, so i and but honestly i have i have no idea how much longer um the game is going to last i think i think i might be halfway cuz i've I, I know that the game was kind of 
it was sort of drawing you into this dramatic confrontation with Lubu, um, which I have experienced and which was cool. He turned into a giant demon centaur, um, which was fun to fight. This okay. And of course now I now I have his I have his gear and his weapons, which is which is dope. Um uh, but it, but it, it did really feel like okay, so where do we go from here? It's like the it feels like the focus of the story has been taken away from the actual storyline of the three kingdoms, and so I don't know. It's just kind of strange. I I, I don't really know where the story is going to go. Um, I feel yeah. like in at least from my recollection of Neo Two, there was also a kind of uh, a big sort of the the game was rolling towards this you know confrontation with a big enemy and it was then it was kind of a story reset and it's like okay now here's the bad guy here's what's happening um so i so i don't know i i don't really know where the game is going to go i i've as i've been going to these missions it's uh, it's been interesting like seeing how they've been interpreting the story cuz it does feel at times um, you know, they are basing th- things off the romanticized version of the romance of the three kingdoms. And then there are other times where it seems they're going more off of the actual historical, uh, accounts of it. And then other times where, you know, just given the reality of inserting this kind of, uh, peerless fighter into the mix who has an unerring sense of justice sort of naturally will, uh, divert the story from from the ways that it happened in real life um and in the fiction so uh it's it's just been sort of weird because it outside of this sort of conflict with lubu um it it feel it feels a bit unfocused as to who like who is the story following let Um, let me give you a, a comparison here uh it kind like by that base like descriptor that you just gave. It kind of just sounds like you're playing like Sora going through the Disney worlds and Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> like, Honestly, that is kind of what it is like. And, um, and, so like and the, sometimes in those the, cases, it kind of throws this story that you know kind of off balance and off kilter. Yeah, I mean that's definitely really... like in playing through Neo Neo Two. Um, like I definitely had the benefit there of knowing less about the actual narrative. Like I knew about the historical figures, um, but I had, didn't have a whole lot of knowledge about like the actual like wars that were fought between these people. And, um, and so I think, um, I was able to maneuver around the weird jumps in time and and narrative that it did there. Cause it, it absolutely is doing a similar thing here. Yeah. That, you know, you you show up in major battles, and then, you, and then the next mission will be another major battle, and there will be weird cutscenes showing how, um, time has has shifted, and um, sort of giving you the gener- general rundowns of of stuff that has happened in the background, and like the political machinations that people are doing, um. So for sure, this like it, it's using the same kind of storytelling style, which is giving you keeping you generally abreast of what is happening, and just and you just being showing up to the battlefield, and you know the general saying, "Hey, we need you to go in there and fix all of this," and you're like, "Okay, 
Um, so I think it it I it does. I I may be do, doing myself or at least the game a bit of disservice, unfortunately, by having at least a a more um a a broader knowledge of the actual storyline of the the book that um that seems to be following here. Um yeah. right. but it's also it's also like um I think uh there are so many people uh, I hesitate I don't I don't want to say characters. I mean in the you know, in the romance, they are characters, uh, but there were so many just individual generals that were, and 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 heroes that were involved in all of these wars that the game really does try to include as many specific name people as possible. Um, and so I think that just as part of that, it's kind of you, you are going to be going all over the place because it's not like you're. Uh, like the typical romance game that you'd be following Lupe and his sworn brothers as they're, you, you know, it's not setting them as the heroes of the story um, or, or either of the other uh, lords of the, the two other houses that they are setting up. Um, and so, so it is, I think just by that, it is going to be a bit, unfocused because there's just so so much stuff to to get through but also i like i said i don't really know where the story is going here uh and i could just be like at the beginning quarter of the game i don't, I don't know i have i've done literally zero research about how long this game actually is um so we'll see but i i am still enjoying it the the battles are fun um yeah, then it's it it does. So far, the levels uh, I I've noticed feel like they they seem to lack a a bit of the I don't know about complexity or maze like feeling that some of the worlds in in Neo did. Uh, there is right. it's where there is a distinct that there feels like a distinct um, lack of verticality in these levels comparatively, which is crazy given that. Um, you know, there's a, a wall climbing ability in this. Uh, so I don't know the, it, the, there's the design of the world definitely feels a bit more, a bit flatter, um, than it did in the, the last team ninja game, which I played. Um, but I, but I do think that it, I guess that's sort of part of, you know, being in big battlefields, but a lot of the, the, these battles have taken places in cities. So, um, I don't know. I know that the like a lot of the cooler um worlds that you went through happen in, later in the game in, in the Neo game. So uh, maybe it's just a matter of um what once I get going. What was the latest mission you did? Uh, I think it was like I, I think it was the. The big confrontation against Lubu and CRP. They have uh, um, all these chat. All these mission names have very dramatic names. Yeah, yeah, they they absolutely do. I couldn't I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what the actual name of the world of the mission was. Oh, uh, so you did the Lubu inside the city of CRP? Yeah, that I know that the next 
portion of the game is combating Yuan Shao, who has uh, taken the the dreaded elixir and is using it to control the his army of d- demons. Yeah, you're nearing. You're you're nearing the the you're in, you're in the throes of the end of it. It seems like very interesting. Mm. Very interesting because, like I said, it does feel like that. But again, <laughs> so I wonder if I wonder if this game will even if it'll I wonder if it'll just end off with the the actual foundation of the three the titular three kingdoms and maybe leave yeah, it's possible leave stuff up to DLC or or a next oh. game which I don't think is you know I think is kind of annoying because there are a lot of characters that I want to meet that that would sort of need that they would be in, be el- the, in the game. So. Yeah. yeah. Be eliminated by the where this is at. <laughs> yeah, just by the fact that the game isn't long <laughs> enough. Right. Well, I'm excited to hear... I'm assuming you'll have it beat by, I mean, even tomorrow at this point I, with how much you're playing it. Um, I, <laughs> like you're... Uh, it's, you know... Maybe maybe Friday. Um, maybe I don't know. What do you think? Um, and I'm you know I'm sure we'll hear about it next week for sure. Um, yeah. yeah playing anything else? Uh, not really. No. Forest. Uh, still chugging away at Fire Emblem. I've given up doing side missions and content and stuff and i'm just barreling through Mm. the story missions right now and uh emphasis on barreling um with minimal effort i I, um i've been talking to my roommate about this a lot where he's run into a similar problem where he just the story missions are have just become so easy due to the fact that we did so much side or even just any of the side mission content and uh it's caused me to be over leveled with pretty much all the units that i like and for i would say for the past like five missions now i've been pretty solidified on which group i will consistently bring into battle so i don't even have to worry about like the other two-thirds of the cast um so yeah i've got i've just got all these over leveled characters with pretty solid skills and loadouts and they're almost all of them are kitted out with a emblem ring so really just demolishing anything that comes my way i just uh i just played a chapter that i thought was going to be super hard because there were like five or six like boss enemies in it and i just literally swatted each of them like flies it was beautiful, really, because uh, you know how most of the bosses have like um, that secondary health bar, and like in this fight, each of them would activate uh, their stolen emblem rings, and it's supposed to be like, ah, oh, I'm I'm so worried about this, uh, but I would just I I would get through the first health bar in one go, and then I would get through the second health bar in the same turn, um, and it was just too easy <laughs> yeah the game among the game's many problems there is a there's a weird thing going on of of i don't know it's not really pacing but just of the way that you can kind of power level characters 
versus what the actual story is. Like the yeah. side content, the the minimum like level of enemies in the side content versus the story content is so drastic for a while that yeah. it can make it really easy for you to just nuke enemies in the story in, in one go because of how strong you have made your characters into by doing That's the exactly stuff that they make available. And yeah. Like, not even, like, grinding, just by doing the stuff that they make available to you in the story when yeah. it's available. I've come to terms that I will probably not get any farther in that game, and I'm okay with it. I, I, you're, I don't think you're missing a whole lot, honestly. Yeah, I Every time agree. someone talks about it, uh, it's... In a positive, but also like... Eh. But not like a glowing right. positive manner. And, and at this point, there's so much coming out for the Switch within the next couple of weeks. It or can, not necessarily a Switch, but like in, coming in out general. in general. Yeah. And uh, there's other stuff I'd like to play on the Switch. Uh, like I still want to beat Mario Rabbids. Um, so I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm probably good. Yeah. <laughs> I I would agree. You uh, are definitely good. Just yeah, moving on. To uh, be honest, I'm going to. I <laughs> I mean, the, it's really the. In, this is something that I talked about previously about this game. The only thing you're really missing out on are some better than average characters that the game doesn't do anything with for them or their stories some. or the characterization. Um, but that's fine. You're not missing out on any wonderful like experiences that you would probably just have more fun playing another game. <laughs> yeah, I think the the coolest experiences in the game I think are if you have like lots of nostalgia for older games in the series. Yeah, um, that it it allows you to sort of create those moments, but uh I think apart from that there isn't really <laughs> Like like you said, there aren't really a whole lot of standout things that you're absolutely missing if you if you're if you just give up on the game. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be part of a batch of trade ins I take <laughs> uh probably in the next like week or two to pay off some of the stuff that's coming out. Uh along with Dead Space because uh I'll take that from you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll sell that to Forrest. Uh and I don't know a couple other things. Uh, we'll see. I can't remember what I've bought that's down there, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I've learned to let games go. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, I not th- games in whole as a whole, but like <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm quitting the podcast. I if there's anything I learned from last year, and I'm gonna continue it and be maybe more judicious about it this year. If it isn't clicking with me, I have to stop. And at least with Metroid Prime, I am enjoying the time I'm spending with it when I. It's clear. You're not dying and being sent back. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I apologize if it's coming across on the mic. Uh, The Champions League is happening right now uh, in soccer, and my neighbors are very excited about every game that is happening. Nice. Good for them. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm hyped for it. I love it. 
But it does mean that there is sometimes random wells that come through the the wall. And I, I'm patient about it because my neighbors don't care when I have friends over to watch wrestling. Yeah, so it, we do get pretty loud then. And so <laughs> I I don't care that this is happening. I just, if you hear it, everything is okay over yeah, here. Yeah. No one is dying <laughs> as far as I know. Um, and we can uh, just imagine they're playing FIFA matches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, don't, I can't imagine being that hype over... Speaking of which, we need to, if he's listening, our boy Chris, old friend of the show, (laughs) he's gotten really deep in playing FIFA Seth, like playing FIFA Ultimate Team and cracking packs and stuff. He's, Mm. he's in it. Yeah. I, I respect Shouts out to Chris and cracking those packs. He, I... (laughs) I, I don't know how to help him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think once you, you go, once you start going down that road, I think it's a little too far. <laughs> I, I think and it's I'm, up to him to to, <laughs> to, to I, turn back. I've told him I love him, and I, if it makes him happy, I'm here. But it is a dark road. As far as I know, he has said he hasn't spent money on it yet, and I'm glad. Good. He's only Good. earned it in game. So, but I know that eventually that well dries up <laughs> and you got to feed the itch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's so, that's uh, the nature of the beast. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, Fire Emblem Engage. Um, I, I want to reiterate on a point that you made of like letting games go when they don't click with you. I almost. When you're not engaged had, with them. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah. You've got it. Um, I almost had that point at like the, like right before the middle section of this game. Yeah, you probably should have just done it. Well, that's the thing though, is that like, and and I've thought about it. You sound it. miserable every no, time you talk about playing it. So no, 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 no. I'm not miserable. That's the thing. Like, it's just not like an exciting game, but it is a generally a good enough time. That like I'm not there's, I'm, I'm not dreading playing it. There's too much stuff coming out for good enough to not be good. Yeah, but I don't think that should like, speak on the quality of the game itself. Like, like yes, there is a ever looming front log of games that is about to come at me. But like, th- I'm trying to not let that influence how I play, engage, and how I enjoy it. Because like, I am enjoying it. It's just like. At a like, it's not at a high quality. If that makes sense, like it's like eating a like just a regular like cheese pizza compared to getting like your favorite style of pizza from your favorite restaurant. See, but yeah, the you problem know? is you're, you sound like me. I still like pizza. You sound like me when I'm talking about the mobile games that I play. You're talk. You're really. You're you're talking about like. I play Marvel Snap and my Disney Dreamlight Valley and stuff because it's there. I get some enjoyment out of it, but it's kind of just a normal play. Like it's like a back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Jeez. Like you're. Do I sound more excited talking about Halo than Fire Emblem? Yeah. Every time you talk about you playing, I don't understand I never realized this. Yeah. (laughs) Like you, I didn't realize I, it came off that way. Like I, I don't know if this is an intervention or something, but like it, maybe it is. You, I don't know. I, I'm too, I'm too far in now with engage. I well, can see I mean, the that's end. Fine. I, listen, <laughs> I've, 
I, I don't know if Seth listened to these episodes of Waypoint back in the, but a video game podcast Waypoint where yeah. one of the hosts, Kato, was playing Bravely Second or Bravely Default 2, one of them, and he ended it, he <laughs> talked about it. Were you listening to this episode? No, he, but he talked about the, it. the confusion of the names made me made me laugh. But, <laughs> but he talked about it for like 20 minutes, and then at the end of it, they're like, but you should stop playing this game. You you don't like it. <laughs> and then he was like, he's like, what? No, no. And then like in the middle of justifying, he goes, I I don't like this game. <laughs> oh my God. And then he stopped playing it. And I, th- I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I, that, that, that can be a hard thing to. I feel like that's happened on this show too, where uh, I I mean, as generally, I think that we know to me when we, we dislike we things, but I do think I do think that. Uh, there has been times we're trying to justify things about games to make us think that we like them <laughs> for the amount of time. <laughs> or at least want them. to see them through to the end. Yeah. And so, oh, I mean, geez. he didn't even beat it, he, but he got he was playing it. And they're just like, you should stop playing this. Force, I would say it did. doesn't sound like you actually dislike the game. Uh, so yeah. I think you're fine. But I've all, I also think also, that if I, you... If you if you just found yourself at a point where you were like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore, uh, I th- I think that would be, you know, you wouldn't be missing out by not seeing it through the end. Or at least um, like, look up how far you are in the game, and then have judge. you gotten to the I mission where you go back idea. in time yet? No, I th- I think okay. I'm very near that though. I like I, I think story wise that I, that was maybe the high point for me because it's just so weird what happens, but. Um, that's fair. That that's pretty. I, I also think I have sort of a sense of pride with this because uh, I've talked about this before. That I played a lot of Fire Emblem, but I've never beaten a Fire Emblem. Um, yeah, and you're choosing the wrong one. To play I, I am beat. definitely choosing the wrong <laughs> one. I won't deny well, but that. you're definitely. But you're also choosing <laughs> yeah. one that's probably easier to beat than a lot of other ones. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I can see the finish line. All right. I see yeah. no reason not to not to bust through it, you know. We'll see, Seth. How far away from the finish line is that back in time mission? Uh, that's pretty. That's a few missions from the from the last one. So, um, all right, all right. Like I don't know where you are specifically, but uh, yeah. uh, I'm I'm going back to Illusia right now. Illusia. Um. Illusia. Okay. So. <laughs> You're probably. Like, I'm not. I'm not far away. I yeah, can. I can get to that five or six session. from the five or six missions from the end. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, definitely in the a, final stretch of the game. Exactly. To give everyone an idea of how the second half of the show is going to go, we are going to talk about the news, and then we're going to talk about The Last of Us, the TV series. And how it is, it's over. It's over. Seth watched it, everyone. I did. He watched it. I binged it. it. (laughs) Sounded like a question. Oh, God. As someone, (laughs) I did. As we just talking about how someone sounds about something they just did, (laughs) that was rough. (laughs) I did. I did. did. All right. So true. We'll talk talk about the news and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that uh, when we get back from the break. 
Hi, Big Joe here, and I'm here to tell you to check out Suplex the Sticks on all social media platforms at at Suplex the Sticks. Links for the socials and the invite to our Discord are in the show notes below. Subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcatcher. And while you're at it, let your friends know about the podcast. It's the best way to help us grow our community. And with that, back to the show. And we're back. Guys, breaking news. Uh, Microsoft uh, has signed a deal with us to bring Call of Duty uh, to suplex the sticks no. in the next 10 years. Wow. Uh, that is wild. Us. Um, uh, I don't have to pay for a Call of Duty ever again. Um, yeah. No, I, you do. I, that's, that's just going to no. be available on this platform. Along yeah, okay. with every other platform. Except for PlayStation. Incl- <laughs> uh, but that's not because of Microsoft's fault. It's because of Sony. No, Sony. They're uh, <laughs> they're walking around with the letter in their pocket. They just want Sony to sign it. They, they I think one of the executives said that. On Except Twitter. the letter, it says, "Do you like me?" <laughs> yeah, and then it has two boxes: one yeah. for yes, one for no. Um, so, like, I wish I had the the names of the two companies, but one of them. Uh, was like Ubistus and one was like Brittlesby or something, but it's like two random yeah. game game streaming companies in Japan and stuff uh, like overseas. So literally um, everyone except that, yes, well, here's but it's not it's Sony's fault. You can't stop. Sony's the one that didn't agree to the same letter that they've given to everyone else. Yeah. Okay. But they they have. Now, so Microsoft is like, you know, we, we're we making deals, baby. We get Everyone can have Call of Duty for 10 years. It's 10 years, a decade, a decade of Call of Duty. They're walking around like just, Rick and Morty. Just what from, everyone wants. Like, yeah, Rick and Morty. They're just like, Call of Duty forever, 10 years. Yeah. 10 years, Morty. Like, they're, they're <laughs> Call of Duty for everyone. You and, get a Call of Duty. The, the 10 years is so, it's so, it's just <coughs> such a weird arbitrary yeah. thing, like... Why? Why is it ten years? Why not just say, look, well, that is just going years is to a, work to be on those consoles. Ten years is a it. long time in the gaming industry. I think. I think it's also just because, like, realistically, they they want to be because they can't say as long as Call of Duty exists because then that allows them the legal loophole to just decide to stop making Call of Duty. <laughs> But they're not going to do that. Like that's that would, that would be go really stupid. Um, so like the the my main problem with this is that it's great that my whatever Microsoft and promising everyone Call of Duty for ten years. In the midst of this, Sony is complaining to people and like decision makers that the reason they won't sign something is they are worried that. They are going to be given a glitchy and deficient version of Call of Duty compared to the one that other people get. Newsflash, Sony, they're all glitchy and deficient. (laughs) (laughs) And and not only that, you could have made that argument the past, like, seven years when Call of Duty was getting the preference of DLC and stuff on Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. Which... Like conspiracy theorist people out there have felt that Call of Duty on Xbox has been worse. 
Look, that's, th- but that's exactly why they're worried about it, because they were doing it previously for Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad. This is the track record. Foil hat on. He's, he's on got, um, <laughs> and They so, know like, that the studio is capable of it because they made them do it. They know they're going to sabotage the game. They're going to make it run at 52 frames per second instead of 60. Oh, and uh, it's going to break everyone. It's This is so tough. I think yes. I do think that we're almost over. I think we're almost done. So Microsoft is getting all of these, like they're showing the goodwill that they need to. They're saying they're not going to raise the price because of Call of Duty. To quote Jeff Grubb, uh, the, of course they're not going to raise it because of Call of Duty. They're just going to raise it because they can raise it. Yeah. So so Call of Duty is not going to be the main reason. Uh, in the future when they raise the price um which they will do and it's fine i'll keep shelling out it's whatever i get so many games for free uh not free but included um and like it's there it's just gonna go through it's it's gonna go through and it's this is I'm so tired of hearing about it. But I did think it was very funny that they are now like they're courting these like really small streaming things to like look like they have even more goodwill with other people. Yeah. Um, look at all these people that are cool with Call of Duty. Everybody's cool with it. And us like owning it. I know. And it's Call of Duty is definitely we're going to be fair whenever we review it every year. Uh, and uh, it it maybe won't be, definitely will be sur- Suplex certified every for the next time. 10 years. Because yeah. so <laughs> At least. They're, they're bringing it to our platform. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> it's so weird. I, I still can't believe that Sony is like trying to play that they're going to sabotage the game. It's hilarious. 10 out of 10 content. <laughs> um, literally, I, I I wish we could make this up. We can't. I I can't. Um, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo is coming to the Series X and S finally on Ooh. April twelfth. And what wasn't is it first announced for the for Xbox? Um, isn't that what was it not first announced for Xbox? Or am I no. thinking of a different game? You're thinking of a different game. Ghostwire okay. Tokyo is the one. That was a it was it was announced as a like PlayStation uh, exclusive timed exclusive before they mm. bought Bethesda. And now. OK, OK. Yeah, I'm yeah, thinking of was, um, uh, Deathloop. That's what I was thinking. Mm. Of. Yes. Which then became a PlayStation timed exclusive. Um, and now is free as now is free from that the grips of that as well as Ghostwire Tokyo now. Um, so many things just becoming free from the grasp of PlayStation. Hmm. Including they hate Call it. of Duty. <laughs> um, <laughs> they hate to see it. Uh, except for Final Fantasy, you will always... Uh, one well, that's bad just because e- of the power. <laughs> Square Enix the power. is one bad game away from being owned by Sony. So, yes. Um, that is true. Uh, as we found out with their feelings on the Forspoken sales, which I think that game sold maybe five copies uh, rough. Um, I wish that game had done better, but I 
can understand why it didn't. Yeah. Um, uh, Konami, uh, in a brilliant, idiotic <laughs> manner, has found out that fans like Castlevania. As Konami which, tends to operate. I guess they, they, they're like, oh, wait, we have video game IPs? <laughs> and you're telling me people like them? People- uh, what? They're, I guess they were blown away by the reception of the Dead Cells DLC. Man, wait till they find out how many Metal Gear Solid fans there are. Mm. And how for the 10th anniversary of Revengeance, when they did effectively nothing except for put out a new piece of art, people were like, man, that sucks. Look, but they yeah, got too many pachinko, ma- pachinko machines to think about. <laughs> and Silent Hill projects to think about. But literally, they will forget about every other IP now, that they now have. There, now, there is rumors that they're going to have something at E3. Uh, a remaster of some sorts or something for uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yes. There's mm. supposedly, like, rumors. Because uh, they're going to try to... There, It seems like, from what I'm hearing out there... Um, the various things I listen to that the ideas that they're gonna try to to Resident Evil remake revitalize their brand. Uh, who knows if that will work? But I here's the thing. Uh, while I want that to be true so badly, I've also been hearing just similar rumor mill stuff for the past like three years now and so it just kind of just feels like a game yeah but it also just feels like it's just more of the same idea that still hasn't happened yet so like if it happens great but i am no longer staking any certainty on it uh, especially (laughs) with games uh as the the people on the internet say you gotta let them cook and so you're going to hear rumors yeah. for a long time before you actually see anything. That's true. But it, but um, it is kind of hard to stay credence in, in rumors from a company that just kind of stopped making games. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but I, I do want to say, like, the, I feel like those Silent Hill rumors were out there for forever. Yeah. And then it they were there. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I, and you know, that Konami is supposed to be at E3. That's what I've, the, I think that's one of the ones that's confirmed. Yeah. So it's going to be a pop-up pachinko uh, parlor. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's open to the public. They're, they're gonna, not public, but you the, know, people. They're, they're going to bring the Metal Gear Solid 3 pachinko machine to all Dave and Busters across the U.S. <laughs> yes. A pachinko to surpass Metal Gear. Featuring Fox Engine created or recreations of Metal Gear Solid Three cutscenes. Love, uh, love Dave and Buster's. Uh, the pretzel <laughs> hot dogs are great. Dave and Buster's um, good friends of the show. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Um, they they signed a ten year deal to bring Call of Duty to, 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 <laughs> to Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's. Yeah. I would believe that, and I would uh, maybe give it a shot. Uh, Really kind of surprising there hasn't been a Call of Duty arcade machine. Yeah. Um, I mean, heck, Halo got one. Yeah. That's one of my it games pretty I beat last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was fun. Um, but, uh, geez, that, we put a lot of money into that machine and beat it. It was fun, though. 
Um, so that's a thing. Um, hey guys, so we talked about Suicide Squad looking rough. I don't know if Seth has seen Seems like this. the entire internet did. Uh, it got delayed, but uh, it got worse besides the delay. Um, Jason Schreier reported the other day, and also like two or three other insiders I follow have tweeted corroborating that they're going to just push it to 2024. It seems. Oh my like. god! I it is. This is. It is so funny. I think they should just release it in like, and and just have it be a game in the vein of um, what was that Iron Man game? That uh, that Marvel's everyone Avengers? was like, what? No, no, not Iron Man, but the the where everyone was in the Iron Man suits. Oh, and. That, uh, Anthem, yeah. Oh, they yeah. should just have it be Anthem and just be a, you know, a broken, dead, bad game. <laughs> broken, dead in the water on launch for them right. to try and revamp it just to have that canceled like a year and a half later. Because, like, that's look, at this point, there's, it's there's just no, Avengers all there's no Sonic again. the Hedgehog going to happen to this game. Um, that's true. Of people because, liking or finding enjoyment in a bad product. Well, it's just... No, I mean, I, I mean specifically the way that they changed how Sonic looked in the movie oh. after everyone after everyone hated it, and then it ended yes. up being good. Yeah, um, I don't think there's anything that they can do like that to this game. Like th- they would have to, like there's there's no minor tweaks they can make that that that, that can drastically change the way the game no. looks like it feels in order to have people excited about it. Like it will. Unless they fully change the way you play the game, which I don't think right. That's what I'm do. saying. Yeah. It would take and a whole like bottom if, up rebuild of what they want it to be. Well, yeah. So here's here, what if they reboot the game to Suicide Squad saves the Justice League. Ah. <laughs> I don't think them killing the Justice League is the biggest problem of this video. <laughs> no, no, but it's indicative uh, of their effort to do basically the entire opposite of what they just showed us yeah. like a few weeks ago. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> they they change all of the wrong things and still end up <laughs> releasing a game that no one likes. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like it will realistically yeah, be that what happens. Is, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, when you uh, say just that... Just push it out. Yeah. Just push it out so that Rocksteady can say, hey, we finally released a bad game. Uh, we're, we're just going to go make another Batman. Sorry. That's because <laughs> uh, that's what will happen, uh, which they didn't want to make another Batman. That's why they made this or tried to make Superman and then tried to make this. Yeah. Uh, and here's the thought. What if they just didn't do a game based on DC Universe characters? I don't well, think they're allowed they're to owned by warner brothers yeah. Seth, so i don't know what they're yeah gonna... but warner brothers has a bunch of other properties what if they made a bugs bunny game okay you okay. know what let them cook what if what if they made a harry potter <laughs> game <laughs> uh you know what other what other what if they made a I was going to say Mad Max, but there is a Mad Max. Game. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Didn't Rocksteady do that? I don't think so. I, there, it was some studio that I was like, oh, yeah. 
Look, they just need to watch Space Jam A New Legacy and be able to see all the potential Jam characters game. they can use in games. <sighs> it was Avalanche Studios, my bad. And not the Avalanche that made the Harry Potter games. <laughs> the Harry Potter game. Uh, Hogwarts game. Whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Rocksteady has basically only made Batman. Yeah. Uh, besides Urban Chaos, Riot Response, and 2006. They could make an Iron Giant game. I would be so down for that. I don't even know how you would gamify that, but I would be so down for it. It would only be allowed to be peaceful. Yeah, it would be like a city builder. <laughs> That's kind of cute. Um, and my my last piece of news, besides what Rocksteady could be working on that they're not. Um, like a Dune game. <laughs> they could make a sick Dune game. Yeah. Uh, is uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is getting five more characters based on the character select screen. There are a lot the of characters aren't based now. on the character select screen. But, yeah. you know, there's, <laughs> Finally there's characters like, based on a screen. Um, there's, uh, there's, that's the there's question marks. That's the, the re- um, renovation that's needed in the gaming scene. His character, new characters need to be based on just menus. Uh Yeah. Or like, like Lago from Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Clippy. Yeah, exactly. Um Rocksteady make a Clippy game. So who's who's gonna be in this? Well, Mars. Birdo is the first one. That was the big reveal <laughs> in the, the last trailer. One. I think we're gonna get Diddy Kong. Everyone's been clamoring for him forever. They've um, been going bananas for him. Isn't is Shut Donkey up. Kong already? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I yeah, I thought remember. he was in the game already. I can't remember who's in Mario Kart and who isn't. Is Kirby uh, in the game? Kirby's no. not. Okay, I but think, Kirby. In. I think uh, King Boo. He was a he was a big. Everyone loved him when he used to be in it. Uh, as Petey Piranha in it, he was in Double Dash. Um, Bring Toadette or Toadette, I think, is in it. <laughs> yep. Um. All right, hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking at a list. I'm looking at a list. Oh is Zelda God. in the game? Uh, Link is. I know Link, Link is. is so game. yeah, put in Zelda for uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom or yeah, Toon Link. Honestly, he would fit perfectly in he Mario would fit Kart. Very well. Toadette's already in. Toadette's already in. Um, there we go. I need a picture of the character selection. Probably like a no. Hammer Bro. I don't know. Donkey Kong is in it. Uh, maybe a Hammer Bro. Piranha Plant would fit. Um, the Really, the only third part. King Boo is in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe already. Oh, um, okay. Scratch that. Maybe so, a Magikoopa. You'll be good. Magikoopa one. is not in it. Mm. That could be in. You could have like um, a broomstick motorcycle. Is Paulina Ooh. in the game? Paulina is not in the game. Ooh. Um, you know, we could get some. Diddy what Kong. if it's just the movie versions of no. Mario, Luigi, Beach? No, <laughs> Bowser. No, it's out. No, <laughs> you get to play as Chris Pratt, Mario. Um, I know in the... the in the 
iPhone game, they have released characters based on that that are just like the 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 sprites of the characters from the Super Nintendo game. Um, <laughs> so like I mean, Donkey cool. Kong Jr. and those characters. What's the, so like the Mario Kart Tour has besides variants, uh, they have uh football guy. Yeah. He was also uh, in Mario Golf. Lakitu. Uh Lakitu Toad. can't race. He has to pull you out of the water. Captain Toad. Paulina is in Mario Kart Tour. Mm. Uh so is Magikoopa. King Bobom and Piranha Plant are in Mario Kart Tour. You get pretty much the whole Donkey Kong family there. Nice. Mm. Uh Diddy, uh, Daisy, and Funky. I was about to say, um, but no Lanky? Uh, no. Duh, what's the point? And then, uh, what's the name of the purple guy with the ears? The bandana? Bandana Waddle No, no, no. I the, wish. The, he's from a Mario game. He's he's a guy purple that steals guy. things. He's got Oh, Nabbit. Yes, mm. Nabbit's in Mario Kart Tour. I would and guess that since a lot of the tracks have been kind of repurposed tour tracks, that uh, it's probably likely that the character list will be characters that are in tour as well. Yeah. And the, the beaver guy. From, or is he a groundhog? He looks like a beaver. But I don't they, know. they poke their heads up in the race levels. Yeah. Yeah. So those guys. Well, those uh, guys are from, in Moo Moo Meadows. As, Funky uh, Kong is definitely yeah. gonna be one of them. So um, I would be very surprised if Funky that, Kong was one of the characters. But he has been a character. Be so I think cool. he was in Mario Kart DS. What? I gotta put a. I gotta put Mario Kart Double Dash on the old Retroid. You know, I, I want to. I've been itching to play the best Mario Kart again, <laughs> and. I need it. Funky Kong was in Mario Kart Wii. That's right. Dang. The one I never really played. Yeah, it just never clicked with me. Yeah. Uh, It's because you had to play in the motorcycles to win. (laughs) Because they were the fastest. It's true. They were so fast compared to the cards. Um, But yeah. Um, All right. Besides that, uh, let's, let's talk about this TV show. I'm, I, I'm, I'm let down. I'm dejected. This is what this franchise does to me. (laughs) And yet everyone keeps wanting me to engage with it. And I, I, I'm done. I'm done. Wow. I am. am, I'm not, I'm not going to play part two. I can't do it. No, you have to do it. No, 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 You've already promised. No, I'm, you have to do it. I'm beyond it. I'm beyond that. No, you I'm have to do it. <laughs> you're better than it. Yeah. yeah you're, no, you're not. You got to do it. <laughs> uh, I'm better than it. I'm, it's the greatest game ever. How can you be better than it? It's but, my favorite game of all time. That second game is so long. It's like a 40-hour game. Yeah. It really doesn't need to be. And I'm not going to do it. I If it was a 15-hour game, yeah, I'll I'll put myself through 15 hours. I already did. For Last of Us Part 1. Uh, here's what you do. You put Last of Us Part 2 on, like, the easiest mode possible with, like, the easiest did, accessibility did options. did that for Last of Us Part 1, and it's still... Wow. 
took 12 to 15 hours. I vacuumed every supply up the moment I walked into a building. Hard study some speed run strats. No, I'm done. <laughs> I'm good. I've, I'm all right. Maybe you I'll got to play it, man. I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'll freaking you, you do promised it. to all of us you would do it and yeah. backing out. All because of a measly, me very perfectly, sad. like, fine enough TV show. Listen, I... the great I not, would, not only fine enough, the greatest adaptation of a video game ever. That's false of the, of the, the, of the greatest episodes. Of the greatest video game story ever. Uh, yeah, of, yeah, ever told. Yeah. Uh, to quote... The greatest Craig story. Mason and Neil Druckmann. <laughs> and you can always, you know, you can always trust the man who who made the game telling you yeah. it's the greatest story ever told. To I, oh, I got a funny little. I feel like Craig Mason lifted his hands five episodes in of the show and said, you know what? You make it. And then walked away. With, with how the last four episodes went. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is all very Neil. And, that is fair. And um, very literal to the video game. Uh, uh, funny little thing. Um, Allie was listening to one of the podcast episodes, and she was talking to me about it because uh, I told her how you felt uh, about it and how you subjected yourself to the podcast. And she echoed your thoughts completely. She was like, this just sounds like, they're just, they're just praising each other, like every. It's just three dudes being so high on their own supply. Yes, high on their own supply. Exactly. I, I mean, I'm kind of all about we do that. It's not like we're <laughs> innocent of that. I understand, but like, but this isn't it. I'm not. Uh, I I don't know. I'm not out here saying like any story pitch that I've ever come up with is the best thing of all time. No. Um. Especially not about a story where you were one of three people that were shaking it loose and then you produced a sequel that was divisive to say the least. Yeah, alienated was, most of the people that liked your first game. Yeah. Um so Seth, what did you think of the TV show The Last of Us? You you didn't get to join in on our last conversation, so I want to get I did not. your take uh, first. Well, first I will say that I think that as I said, I binge watched it over the last two days, and I do I do think it it doesn't work as well. Uh, I think I like in hindsight, I kind of wish I had watched it week by week, because um, I think it allows like it's hard to the the journey of the characters um, bonding. I think that having those the the time in between sort of allows space for that uh journey to make more sense um yeah and kind of just and, sit with you for a little bit right and so i think that um watching all the episodes back to back uh did by the time i got to the end it it did sort of feel maybe a bit um like like i i didn't like their progression from uh being like alien to each other to being uh, like need, needing each other, um, it felt a little weird. Um, but I, I like. I mean, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Uh, as with the game, I didn't think like I didn't think the game was this um, gr- 
monumental achievement when I played it. Um, and I also don't think like the the show like it was fine. It was it was enjoyable. Um, I do wonder what the experience is of watching it, having never played the game, like experience rather experiencing that story um, from zero rather than me knowing what was going to happen at the end. Yeah. Um, and so, so it's kind of hard to, it, it, that definitely affects one's uh, perception of the whole story. But I mean, I thought it was good. Um, I enjoyed the changes that were made in, in parts. Um, it is, you know, it, it's impossible to, replicate the kind of direct character like the or rather player interaction with the character that you get from a game um and so i think there's probably some some stuff lost in translation um and that's probably why they did more to make joel um a bit softer of a character i don't know but i i thought it was good Yeah, I I'm with you on that. I I I think at at like the worst that the ever show got for me, it was still fine. Um but I really did like especially most of the first half of of the series so far. Um like there were episodes that I genuinely do like and I still think about uh, even weeks after seeing them. Um but yeah, reiterating uh, something that you said, Seth, like I didn't think that this story beforehand was some revolutionary thing. And I still don't think that it is. Um, it's, and I would argue, I think the game's iteration of the story is still better for like the main plot of it. I like how the show fleshes out side characters and events and stuff. Um, Specifically for, um, like, I think it's, like, episodes, like, three and four or four and five. Like, the Sam and Henry episode and the, um, the Bill and... Yeah, I think that... I think that those are probably the most engaging episodes for a person who had played the game, like, knowing the yeah. story. The stuff that was new was probably the most um, interesting to watch because those that was the stuff okay. where I mean in the end you sort of know what the outcome is for all of the characters because uh, yeah. the theme is that they all kind of meet tragic ends um, right but it was it was neat seeing stuff that was new um, and, I, and I think maybe I I know one of the criticism was that it was it, it felt kind of unfocused because of the way that it would take time to go away from Ellie and Joel to doing those other characters. And so it's kind of, it's hard to strike that balance. Like on the one hand, I am wishing that there was more of the stuff from outside of the scope of the game. Um, but I also understand that going away too, too long from those characters um, makes you kind of less invested in their relationship and their story. Yeah, and also right. if they, if they were only ever planning to do a 10 episode season, like I don't, I don't know if there could have been more episodes, if that would have made it better. Um, 
But yeah, I, I do wish there had been a bit more stuff from outside. Um, especially in, I think in the, it's just tough because it's definitely in the latter half, the second half of the season, they go away from it. Um, I mean, they still do little things to, to bring more depth and, or, and humanize other characters, um, in ways that the game didn't. But I also think, but it's like, maybe they didn't, you know, you know, it's hard to, as you're reaching the emotional climax, it's, you kind of do a disservice if you're to cut away and, and show a, you know, a B story of people who aren't really, um, central to the to the game's plot so it's it's sort of weird yeah. i i think they did strike a good balance um but it but yeah that stuff outside of the of the story of the game i did find maybe more interest or more engaging for me because it was new information yeah i agree the bill and frank episode frank um that's his name my so my main <laughs> I think that the latter half of the season would have been helped if we didn't get a full episode explaining who this mean lady is that they just get rid of pretty quickly. Uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, Kathleen? Kathleen. Oh, yes. Uh, They set up Kathleen to which then a bloater... Just kind of yeets her, or like yeah, the, she was she was tough because she was one that I that like didn't get have enough meat on her story. Like it yeah. was warrant like an episode and a half. Yeah, it's like two they episodes di- to her. No, I mean I think that was fine. That that part of the story was a two episode arc. Um, but because I mean it, it was two separate segments in the game. Um, but it, it was just like her, she was a weird situation because she felt like a character that needed, um, more backstory. But again, there was not really anywhere to put it. Right. Uh, and I wonder if, if there's any stuff that ended up on the cutting room floor. Oh, Um, most likely. Yeah. She, her character was definitely, it, it felt a bit strange, like. There's, there there needs to be something more about this character um, to make me sympathize with what she's doing. What did you think of the need to turn David into a religious zealot? Which was... I don't think he was. Um, or, like, or like, I guess, like, using it... He just decided to use religi- religion as manipulation for people. Um, I mean, I th- I think it was fine. Like he he had his you know monologue when he was talking to Ellie about it, how you know other people need that stuff, and he knows the truth of the world. Um, you know, I think it made sense with his character. Um, what about his feelings that the cordyceps are love? <laughs> I, I mean, that was weird. I, I got to that point in the episode, <laughs> and then what and if you? What if, I mean, what it's if definitely you think back to the. I think it's definitely making a, out. With. It's definitely a thing a cult leader would say, especially a cult leader yeah. that's obsessed with the cordyceps. So um, I, I want to talk about that thing real quick. So I got to that scene and I heard him say that line and I also did say, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but then I I will say I, I stopped myself from that train of thought and I started thinking like, oh, yeah, it kind of does make sense that this 
insane cannibalistic uh, using religion as a way to just exert power over people and manipulate would say something so just brain dead. Like, and I, I, as much, as much as like, we have problems with the, (laughs) the head creator of this show, uh, and how we nor how we have heard him say similar things before. I, Still feel a bit of removed distance between the two situations here. Okay. I like. It, I don't think that's like Neil's ideas exactly on what this all means. I want. I want set the finish too. I want. Uh, uh, so I think in that moment that was like, that was definitely a moment that was Neil Druckmann speaking. Um, if <laughs> not you. his his Thank own you. thoughts, but he was like explicitly trying to say, um, like, look, this is what this guy thinks, yeah. or something. I don't know. It, um, it was a it was a strange moment. I he was also a character that I think could have used more time dedicated into showing, um, or, like or one maybe any of like, the townspeople in that town caring that their base. Their church burned down with their, their leader inside of it. Yeah, Any, but the anything? town is just empty. <laughs> yeah, the town's just empty. There's nobody there. They're like, all right, I guess he died. Yeah, yeah. that was weird. Like, oh, oh no, the church is on fire. Because at the end of that sequence in the game, there's a snowstorm and you have to escape the hotel. And yeah. it's crazy. Or wait, is that to get to it? Whatever. I don't know. I can't remember. Um But, you know, you always got to think of if the cordyceps are love, you got to think back to the the cordyceps makeout scene. So yeah, that, yeah, that was bizarre. And then, and then that's where you can make the connection of like, Oh, Neil's a weird dude. No, he's did I like, yes, he said that in the, like, this is my issue. And this is why it's cursed knowledge. I would have been like, Oh, that is a weird theme. They are trying to tie together. Yeah. But I heard him say it with his own mouth. Yeah. That he says, he thinks that the cordyceps are love because that's what the game is about. And it's like, but that's a weird thing to say. It's also like <laughs> it's an idea I've been having a lot lately while watching the show is that that original game had multiple writers on it. And now he's the only one left. So he basically just gets to say what it all is just due to the fact that nobody else is around to say yeah, no that's not no why we wrote things no, the way we did. No one's around to he come gets in to and sp- be like. Uh no. Yeah, he gets to speak for everyone because no one else is around. Yeah. Um that's that's kind of also, a, a detriment to the other two people. Yes. Amy Hennig and uh I can't remember the other guy's name. Unfortunately, but. neither can I. Um yeah. I would like to say uh this may be a little horrible of me, but when Ellie kills Troy Baker's character. Yeah, it was great. It's so <laughs> it's, I I chuckled. I was like there's I that smiled a little arena. Yeah, I chuckled. It felt so it's a funny it's a funny even if even outside of like Troy Baker saying weird stuff. It it is just a funny just moment funny. that Ellie is uh the character Ellie is slashing is is chopping Troy Baker yeah. in the face with a meat cleaver. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. kind of it's just kind of hubris. One hit and he's down. Well, look, like, you take a meat cleaver into the face. I'm just too. saying. Like, yeah, like right right in the neck. So much it was for a the good man hit. in the arena. It, it, so he, soft. He went in the arena. He, he did. He sure did. <laughs> and he did not make it out. Yeah. Who are we to judge? No. 
yeah. I I have um I I think that watching them so close together does hurt a little bit for you, Seth, but also like the acceleration of Joel to like it it's uh so, I was listening yeah. to another podcast talk about it and it does and like I was like, this is disconcerting, and it seems like psychopathic to me, like how quickly he goes to like how he flips. I'm like, oh no, this Joel is like more crazy than the there. So it's and it's the the show has way less subtext to it than the the game does. <laughs> like the the show explicitly tells you, no, Joel, Ellie has no clue what's happening. She's comfortable, like, and it like. They they go so far out of their way to explicitly say things. Yeah. And also the Joel switch is, I think, played to try to make you more question of his sanity, which, good. Uh, but, like, it, it's weird. It was... There, there's also another thing with Joel that keeps happening throughout the show of, like, there will be moments where, like, his hearing goes out... And he starts, like, having some form of, like, anxiety or panic attack or, like, something with his heart. And, like, again, his hearing goes. And he decides Ellie's his daughter. Yeah. And then he's fine. That, if I'm remembering correctly, that's not something that That was in the game. But, like, this is, but this is, like, things that are happening to him that just are not talked about. He, He doesn't. He doesn't say to anyone, hey, I'm having these things happen to me. Nobody really notices. He says it to Tommy. He In the in the oh, town. Yes. He talks about it to Tommy. Okay. But like He does. Okay. Because that's why he says he can't take her to the hospital. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's making sense to me now. Yeah. I it's coming back. But like it it's still like I this. mean that was like four episodes ago. <laughs> so like I kind of forgot. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean I, I just thought it's uh, last night, and yeah, I guess it was four weeks. For, it was like a month ago for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just like one of these things where it's like, like, what is going on? And then it just like, it, it doesn't mean like it literally. It, what I'm trying to get at is that like it's such a thing. It's such a like weird writing thing to decide have happened to a character, but ultimately affect nothing with the overall story or their specific path through it aside from just him saying to tommy hey the my body's kind of falling apart can you take ellie like but then that doesn't end up happening anyways because yeah. ellie is like no joel you're taking me you're not leaving me um but i think just joel in general is just so weirdly written because like during- I, I mean i would i don't think it's i would disagree that it doesn't have any bearing on what happens and through the rest of the story, I mean, like his, the panic attacks that he's having are a direct result to him not being able to, or his perceived idea that he is unable to protect Ellie. And that, that there's like a direct through line to him going on the rampage in the hospital at the end um, in order to do what he is viewing as yeah. protecting her. He does sort of go into a, like an autopilot. He's operating at a at a frequency that he has not the entire season. Yeah. Once he's once he's decided that's once he's there. Yeah. Uh I don't think that's it's still not great, but it is 
you could see like that's the it it works and also the his his fear of like of failing and fragility is is kind of directly paid off at the end of that episode where he gets stabbed by that guy with that bat and then leaving Ellie to fend for herself um left behind if you will yeah yeah that was one of those ones I I do like I recalled that part in the game being longer where you were with Ellie by herself. Uh, it, and I just think I, I think that whole sequence could have been like a two-episode thing. Um, yeah. I think maybe we didn't need Left Behind to be a, a whole episode by itself. You I mean, I thought done. I thought the Left Behind was good as well, and I thought the placement of it was good. Like, it's, I think it's a good kind of dramatic moment to have Joel collapse off the horse and then the very next episode you're it's in a flashback and so that it creates this sort of tension and the viewers like wait a minute what's happened why are why why are they waiting so long to to give us the con like the resolution of that um but yeah i i think that um and so maybe that was maybe the idea was that was um like focusing on ellie by herself and that was sort of the replacement for Ellie by herself in the snow trying to help Joel survive. Um, but I also like, I could be misremembering how much time uh, the, in the game you were, like how much time took place while you were just Ellie. Um, I mean, you, cause it was really what, the... like, I mean, it was kind of, it, it felt like it was maybe a day or something in, in the show. And it, it feels like that in the game, too, because all you do is you you go out to get the deer. And then when you get the deer, you meet the two dudes yeah. uh, and then you fight off a bunch of infected, which takes a while. That is a really long sequence. And it's really annoying. Is yeah, that's one thing that um, and I was reading it. I was reading an article about this. A lot of. There a lot of what is what is removed from the game in in translating it to the screen was stuff with uh dealing with infected um and it makes sense because in the show they use the they use encounters with uh clickers and stuff as like um dramatic storytelling devices where in right. the game they were uh they were there for the purposes of you having gunfights and having you know places where you were playing the the sh- the sneaking and shooting portion of the game, and so it yeah. didn't really make sense from a like a, a plot reason to interrupt um, the story with you dealing with infected. But that was just one thing. Like it was interesting as as the show ended, thinking about there's maybe like I don't know two episodes where encounters with infected are 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 really happening um whereas it was yeah a huge portion of the game um what do you think of the creepy infected girl that crawled into the back seat of that <laughs> that was <laughs> that was weird and also it seemed to me to to break the logic of of the clickers like yes that's what i was thinking why, too. why was she why was she able to hone in on ellie when ellie was just sitting still making no noise but i guess yeah, if there's, there's a lot of so noise happening around her and going around if they can use echolocation maybe um i don't know I, I thought that was like why why is this thing honing in on her uh but then you know it got its redemption by killing 
Kathleen. Yeah. I still And also I mean, it was weird that it was acting like a like the like the the grudge girl. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um I I maintain I I like the show. I think a lot of what it did great was the stuff that wasn't focusing on Ellie and Joel. Yeah. Um and even then I still think like even then that stuff was good. Yeah, and I I I, I would say mostly though, like I the writing is almost secondary to me when I was watching the show. I really just liked the performances and I liked well, yeah, seeing the yeah, for dynamics sure. and chemistry between these two, like these actors. And it was nice to see like, and I, this sounds dumb. Not, I'm not trying to be mean. Cause I love, I love the Mandalorian and I love, you know, I, I'm a Disney person and I'm a Disney adult and I'm okay with it. Like, I love Mandalorian and the Marvel shows and stuff, but, like, uh, at the end of the day, like, it was really cool to see or, like, to feel like people are on a set. Uh, and, like, yeah. they were obviously on sets. Um, that's where they spent a bunch of their money, obviously, because they didn't use it on clickers. Yeah. Um, that giraffe was real. Uh, Even I, though it looked yeah. fake. That giraffe opinion. looked really fake. It was real, though. I, like, I know. It, it was touched up. Marianne and I had an argument about it because she was like, I saw on Twitter that this they actually used a real giraffe. And I was like, Marianne, this, this no giraffe way. looks so bad. This, I was like, it's the, the it's it, it's the same argument that we had after that Pokemon direct where I was for sure that, <laughs> right. that the Pikachu, Pikachu was CJ. It's just like it, it's weird how how actual physical things can also enter the uncanny valley of you not being sure whether it's real or not. I found out that that's like, um, I I watched Planet Earth two at one point, uh, which is a documentary series. If you've ever watched Planet Earth, uh, and like I swore, like one of the things I was watching was CGI, <laughs> and like people were arguing about it online. Turns out it wasn't CGI, but it like, man, it looked like it was CGI. Yeah, like. And and so like the way that high quality stuff works with TVs and everything, like sometimes it just breaks. Uh, the way your looks, it breaks weird. your brain. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I it was speaking of the sets. I thought it was awesome the way like the the care that was taken in recreating the way some of the a lot of the places look like when they were in Jackson. Like that was. That was tripping me out how accurate it was to the game, especially when they went into the the big like um, hall where they were watching movies that looked like directly pulled from from the video game. Um, And but it was really cool uh, looking at 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 other stuff and how they um, recreated a bunch of that stuff. I imagine that's they just pulled that from the E three set that they built. Could be. <laughs> that was, I mean, I don't know if you remember that, but they built that barn for yeah. the announcement of Last of Us 2. Like, I remember Sean Layden being like, this is a holy place. This is a special <laughs> place where, yes. and like, they showed the trailer where Ellie and the girl kiss. Oh and like, they acted like it was the second coming of Christ. And I was like, okay. I, I mean, it is The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. But, Sequel to the greatest game to ever exist. Ever made. Uh, but uh, until part two, that is. Yeah. I need to go back and see if that's actually what he said, but I'm 
I have a feeling like like it felt like that's what he said. Um, the what the whole this is a special place like oh alley, yeah, but yeah like um but yeah like the the way that that alley was recreated uh or the the cul-de-sac where the Joel was sniping yeah um like there like I said I loved a lot of that stuff there was a lot of time where it would linger too much on it and it'd be like okay we get it we yeah. know you spent a lot of time recreating this the the, the set I don't, yeah the set design is immaculate um in but like you said though like sometimes it's like okay like but then also it's like how else are we going to see right this stuff you know i mean it like because when you because when we're playing through the game like we can choose to take the time to just tour ourselves around a room right you know and pick it apart and all that jazz you don't have that ability at all when we're watching a tv show yeah you know so i i get the idea of just lingering on some sets for a little longer than necessary yeah i get it um but yeah that was it that was the last of us we're we we did it we we watched the show we watched the show there's no other Soon, there's, I mean, relatively soon, there's not many other video game, TV, or movie content to talk about. So, I, we had, yeah, it's been a, it's been a hot minute since there's been news about Borderlands. So, yeah, and we'll get Knuckles at some point. We got Knuckles. I mean, the show. Oh, yeah, the show. Yeah. I did start watching the Sonic Prime on Netflix. Oh, yeah. How was that? I'm I'm like two episodes in. Or the first episode was an hour. Is it it's the best Sonic. video game adaptation of all time? No, but it's, it's not an adaptation <laughs> of a video game. Yeah, it's not an adaptation of a video game. Oh, you're right. It's just a Sonic story. It's, oh, yeah. It's an adaptation of video game property. Yeah. yeah. Um, Suplex yeah. certified? The Last of Us? The show? Question mark? Mm. I, mean, I think people should watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was good. I think that I like I said, there's things to enjoy there. Yeah, whether I, or not how I feel about the ending, and I feel about just like some general the way a lot of stuff is handled. I like I like I, it. Yeah, I still I, think it's, it's well made. I I think it ultimately it looks and is acted wonderfully. Yeah, um, it's the same way I feel about the the game. I have issues with my feelings a bit, but like if I'm judging it from a game play standpoint, I. I'm not going to judge the whole game based on my feelings of the game's creator and the, or one of the game's creator. Cause I really, I have a lot less issues with part one than I probably yeah. do with part two and how they, the weirdly things they decide to do. Man, you got to play part two, Doug. And you got to see how it's all about love. And the cycle I of violence. Don't, I was about to say, I definitely don't <laughs> think the second one is about love. And no, anything. no, it's about the cycles uh, of violence. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, maybe, kind, I'm maybe, kind of excited for the second season of this show. Maybe maybe once they announce the second season, I'll play part two. That way I play it closer to You're when fresh part going two into comes out. To yeah. the show once it starts, yeah. And by then they'll do Last of Us Part Two Remastered. And then I'll... <laughs> 
I'll have the <laughs> highest definition. Uh, yeah. yeah. All of the, uh, they'll replace all the mocap with uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, and Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. Yeah. She was great in it. I mean, they both were, but yeah, it was it was amazing how there were parts where she completely like even sounded like Ashley Johnson. Um, yeah. yeah, I like really I, I like seeing Ashley at the beginning. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. too. Yeah, that was good. It kind of felt out of the blue. It, um, I did not love that. She should have done a little bit to change her voice. Because <laughs> it's, her, it is one for one. That's just is, her voice, though. I, I think. know, but because like, I've heard her voice act in some other things, like um, like the Vox Machina animated series, um, and it, it, it's that's just her voice. Just change, that is just straight up. But your your voice actor change it a little, please. Like it, it's so weird that it was just. I was like, I was like, I, I I closed my eyes and I'm like. Oh, okay. It's like this is That's weird. Just... <laughs> hearing, <laughs> not even masking it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was neat. Yeah, because I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's. It's not really a big deal when actual Bella Ramsey's voice I, doesn't really sound like her. It was, doesn't match. Yeah, it was. It was less egregious than freaking. Uh, what's his name? Doing the Joel voice a couple times when he was talking, and I was like, "God, <laughs> you just shut up!" Like, yeah, just... that was funny because, like, when he talked normally, it's like, "Wow, he he doesn't actually sound like Joel all that much." But no. then he and does then, do the Joel voice a couple of times. Like, why? Yeah, like, come on, man, come like, on, control dude. yourself. Yeah, <laughs> director, slap him upside he, the head, and you know he can't. He he can't control. That's the problem. <laughs> God. When he's in the arena, he can't control himself. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Troy Baker, man, no, there was catharsis there. Yeah, it was funny. It was cathartic. Uh, it was, <laughs> it good. was funny. It's, I laughed. I did too. Jeez, you know, I want to say. Look, this is my last point. There was a point where he said a line weird. He said it like Joel. And Marianne was like, why did his voice change? And she doesn't know that he's the voice yeah, actor. Yeah. And I was like, well, Marianne, I like had to explain. Here's the, so here's the someone, lore. Someone who didn't watch the show or play, play the, the game, game. And someone who just was watching it was noticed like, Wait, what? Like, yeah, why why, why is he doing that? His whole, he became Texan? Like, he changed, he changed. It's one of those things that, like, can really take you out of the viewing experience. It was weird. And I was like, okay. And so I thought, I was like, I'm not going to say anything. And then Marion was like, hold on, why did that happen? And I was like, okay. Well. Yeah, I'll say it now. Because you had to point out that we hit a speed bump in the road. Yeah. At 40 miles an hour. (laughs) Uh, But. Uh yeah, it's fun. It, it was. I think it's a joy to watch. And really, the Bill and Frank episode is. I'd say uh, you could it's my favorite watch in the that season. out of the whole show and just yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, uh, past the first five minutes, um, and it's a great, great little story. Um, so sure, Suplex certify it. I'm. I mean, I. I don't. I don't think it's bad. I. I mean, I have gripes with it. I think that's the problem is that, like, when I'm talking to my friends that love it, they get frustrated with me because they're like, well, you just sound 
And I'm like, no, no, I don't. I like this thing enough. Like, I like it enough to tell people to watch it, but yeah. I'm not like. Yeah, over the moon. I'm not trying to do a backflip over I, it. Like, I, I will say uh, it definitely, like, kind of, like, just going from the outside looking in, we definitely sound very contrarian at times. Yeah. Um, but I, but I like, like. But, like, like we said, we liked it. It was good. Listen, there's a lot of things that I like that I sound like I don't like a lot of the time. Yeah. And then there's a lot of things that I love that I have a I know that I have a problem with. You will take zero and I won't uh, hear insults against those things. Because I <laughs> But God anything, forbid someone else have that stance on something. Yeah. That right. You don't love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh so then they're wrong. Comment me about Tetsuya Nomura wrong. <laughs> um, you're gonna catch a fade. I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna let you walk away. Uh but uh I'm gonna rail <laughs> into the ground I, I hate him and I forever until I get Jack and Daxter I have a blood feud with this man <laughs> and I will find him well <laughs> anything believe. he touches that isn't Jack and Daxter's it's, it's on site with you yeah they said I didn't put it in the news they said that Naughty Dog has chosen their next game. They won't say if it's Last of Us Part 3. I, and there's I, no way it isn't. And I don't I, think it will be. Although I did come out of the show being like, man, I kind of... I I wish that I could... Or rather, not that I wish, but I think there are... You know, there are probably interesting stories to be told throughout the, the world of The Last of Us that don't have to do with Ellie and Joel. Um, so yeah, they're going to be told in Last so, of Us multiplayer. God. Yeah, oh my god, that's I possible. About that. uh, I, so I, I wonder if the um, if the show will last outside of the the bounds of the two games, and if they'll, it's possible. If they could, if the if they'll create a story whole cloth, um, just for the show, kind of uh, like because a Fear the Walking I, I, I think that the um. Because the like I said, the original stuff they did was very successful. Um, and I was, like one of the things that impressed me early on was the way that they were able to instill the the terror of going into the apocalypse, like just the, the way that society just breaks down. Like that that stuff was really successful, and I'd I'd definitely be down to see more of it. Um, it was a good it was a good show. All right. Um, what is it, the cycle of violence if not responding in a multiplayer game so you know get yeah. into the Last of Us multiplayer <laughs> and experience it for yourself what is uh, the cycle of violence if not getting mad at an enemy player bagging him and then they kill you next life and bag you and then true. it just it never ends until the match ends. Yeah. And Next. we're we're receiving word that Microsoft has signed a deal with the cycle of violence to bring <laughs> to Call of bring Duty Call to of it Duty. for the next ten years. Yeah. It's still like a really sick hardcore band name that I Cycle of Violence. Yeah, that I'm, yeah. I'm sure someone out there has it, but yeah. I'm you know if I'm not, we could it. we can make something happen. Um but uh yeah. Anything else y'all wanna say? I, I mean, 
I think we're good. Uh, yeah, there was a Capcom showcase a few days ago. There was nothing really exciting in no, it. No, except for the <laughs> cards. You can use the cards that were Japan only. Yeah, for Mega Man Battle for Network. Mega Man Battle Network. And it gets, it it's bringing back the uh, Boktai content. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, I've seen those words before, but I kind of don't entirely. <laughs> you don't know. know about Boktai? The old, I uh, say. You don't know about Boktai? I don't know about Boktai. What was his name? The guy, the, the Hideo Kojima game on the Game Boy Kojima Advance. Game. You had to play your Game Boy Advance outside in the sun so that your character could have energy. Yeah, he used a solar oh, sensor. Didn't? Oh, my God. Yes. Sorry, it's coming back to me. Boktai, the power of the sun. I always got that. So, as a kid, I always got that confused with Golden Sun. Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> my brother That's, no Christ, no. That, <laughs> The wires are crossing. That's not good. That's not you, good. You gotta. One of those is a perfect video game, <laughs> and one is <laughs> definitely not. Okay. Never yeah. actually played Boktai. Me either. I thought about getting on the Retroid, but I don't know how that would work with when I was scrolling through games. I could get on there. Yeah, I, I know that the. I think emulators have a way of simulating the solar sensor, like built in specifically for those games. Nice. But yeah, I also don't know how they work. but all right uh with that we appreciate you listening as always uh you won't have to hear about last of us for a while from us uh which is great uh but sound off in the discord if you want to hear about it from david Moore. yeah sure we we have we have we have a we're good we're gonna try to make him talk about it every week yeah (laughs) we'll make a we'll make a new channel in the discord I just want to play other video games. I just, I just, we had a long talk at the beginning of the show about playing things you like. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you'll like part two. God. You haven't even played it. I played in the a, last three hours. You, of well, it. you'll like it in a Stockholm Syndrome kind of way. Yeah. Um, all right. With that, we appreciate you listening and we will talk at you next week. Bye. Adios. See you.